Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four pillars of freedom, time, location, emotional, and health freedom. And in that regard, I'm always interviewing guests that are doing out-of-the-box, cutting-edge things, uh, marketing, business owners, investors, entrepreneurs. Today, we have a marketing expert, particularly in SEO. And SEO is really an interesting concept, and it's an interesting skill to acquire and master, especially if you want to rank up in the search engines such as YouTube, blogging, Google, etc. So uh, today we have um, David Fox, and he's an actually an SEO marketing expert. And we're going to talk all about sort of what it is, um, the advantages, you know, maybe get some few tips, and we'll go from there. So David, welcome. Thank you. How's it? Uh, how are you? Good, good. Uh, you know, it's a, this is a really informal podcast. And I'm always bringing on, you know, very interesting people. I like to talk and see different viewpoints. So yeah. tell us more about yourself, how you got started, and we'll get right into it. Yeah, sure. Um, I was teaching music for about 10 years, about almost 10 years ago. Like I was uh, a music teacher for most of my adult life, I guess. Um, I'm a musician. I write songs. I'm an artist. I was more into the arts for like a long time. And then as I was going along, I was like, this is really not making me a lot of money, you know, like typically the starving artist, all that stuff. So that was sort of beginning to frustrate me more. I went to school for, for art, fine art, and um, it was cool. But then as the thing is, they don't really teach you a lot about marketing in the fine arts program that I was in, which is, I think, kind of unfortunate because when I got out of university, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just start walking into galleries and, and uh, you know, applying to different positions for art. And it was a lot harder than I thought it would be because we, I just wasn't prepared for that kind of like what that was. So um, then I just kind of stayed in the arts for, for a long time, maybe 10 or 15 years. And then at some point I switched over to like online marketing just because I, I hadn't really looked into it. But then um, there was just one year where I, I basically was like really, really broke. <laughs> And I was like desperate to find something else other than just like, you know, teaching music and stuff. And then I stumbled into online marketing and, and basically went from there. So at first it seemed like I wasn't like, I am a computer kind of person. Like I've been using computers for my whole life, but I never was like an online marketing type of person. So it was all new to me at that point. 
And I just sort of like, at first it seemed a little suspicious. Cause I'm like, people were making all these kind of grand claims and stuff like that. And I'm like, is this for real? Like I, I couldn't like figure out if it was actually, you know, a, a viable thing. And then over the years, I started just like kind of get it, uh, sinking my teeth into it and um, getting the hang of it. And then now it's sort of like, you know, that's what I do for a living. So yeah, what's interesting is, you know, you've seen kind of you kind of grew up in the very early stages and in what online marketing is now. So com- mm-hmm. try and compare, like take us on a journey from when you started online marketing to now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause like when I, when I got into it, it was like 2000. And so when I actually really got into it, it was like, I realized I was kind of like a bit late to the, to the party. Cause there was certain like updates that had already happened. Like I'm pretty sure uh, Panda already happened. If you know what that is. Um, and like just certain like Google updates that were like a big deal at the time. And, and like certain websites were just like, couldn't use certain tactics to rank anymore. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm late to this party. Like, what do, what do I do now? Because there were certain things that you could do at that point that like were begin were beginning to be be like big mistakes. You know, if you did certain things, you were like you're you're screwed. So um I was just trying to get my bearings as far as like what what the rules were as far as like you know Google's latest updates and stuff like that. And just in general, how websites were being kind of constructed because 2014, it was like there's like the people that have been in, in online marketing since like the two early 2000s, right? So for them, it's like it'd been like over a decade of like doing this kind of stuff. And then for me, it was just like it was brand new. So um, and even since then, it's been like seven years since since then. So it's a lot has changed in that time as well. Yeah. So yeah. What's interesting is uh, you know, you talked about um index and search and ranking. So um, you know, this falls into the area of search engine optimization. So um tell tell the audience about like search was like what it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, how it works and, uh, you know, your experience with that. Yeah. Well, like initially when I was making websites, I was, I was going about it all wrong. Just like, I didn't have a clear idea of what like SEO was really about, mm-hmm. but it's basically just a, a, a series of best practices where, which you apply to your website to make them like, to make Google connect with your website properly. Right. So one one thing is like search uh, search console, which used to be called Webmaster Tools. I, I use a lot. I don't know if you're familiar with it or or not. Um, it's it's that it's a it's a platform that Google offers for free. It's it's similar to analytics, but it's actually like more like your hub uh, with Google, where you have to like, submit a sitemap for your website. Uh, it basically does like diagnostics for your website, um, and you can see if anything's really wrong with it. And then you can also see like what it's ranking for. So once you have your website set up then you can basically go into search console and like check uh, things like crawl errors and, and just like the latest kind of like, you know, information on your website, like which keywords are, are ranking. It's different from analytics in that it actually does offer keywords. So that's like the big deal for me because it tells you which um, keywords a certain post is actually being searched for. So that's valuable information. You know, it's sort of like, I use it like in conjunction with analytics to actually like kind of paint a bigger picture. A lot of people use analytics and stuff that are kind of like, uh, you know, built-in plugins that are, that work with WordPress or something. And I find them sort of unreliable, especially when you consider that like um, analytic will track your traffic. So if you're working on your website at like, if you don't uh, do a IP exclusion, um, it will just track you and you'll think that your traffic in the beginning is like, you know, you're doing okay, but actually it's just you working on your website. 
So stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all, um, you know, a lot of my friends, they're, um, they're tech and they're talking, it's all about analytics, the data, the yeah. traffic, the clicks, the conversion. Yeah. And if you can really understand your customer, what they're searching for, and you provide yeah. content, um, it's very powerful. Tell us, I guess, you know, you mentioned a couple of, um, to check your website and but how, yeah. how would people learn more about SEO and what's the, just from basic beginner, how could one get started? Well, I mean, in the beginning, you have to have a website that's sort of like functional. So a lot of people kind of confuse SEO, I think with, um, you know, website design or something. Cause like, you know, I run an SEO company and when I talk to people about, um, what I do and stuff, they, they think that I'm like a, you know, I'm, I'm going to make them a beautiful website with like what, with my designing skills, but I'm not really like a website, you know, designer in that sense. I'm more like a website. Um, you know, I do like auditing and kind of like, uh, diagnostics because that's more important to me than the actual, like, you know, how it, how beautiful it is, even though like, it's nice if it's, if it looks nice, but at the same time, like you can get a, a theme for your website that if it, it looks really nice, but then there's like weird problems. Like you could use, um, like what's that thing? There's like flat, if you use too, too much flat, like if you use flash animation or if you use like, um, the wrong kind of code, like Google just doesn't even read it, you know? So you'll, you might fancy up your website a little bit and then, and then Google's just like, doesn't even look at it because it's just like, it doesn't even uh, know what to do with that code. So like there's certain code that basically, you know, like your basic HTML that's on your website where, where Google can understand it. Um, but other stuff that you kind of add on top of it, Google might not um, understand what that is. So it also, you know, like you're basically trying to rank in Google like at all times because, you know, Google's the biggest search engine. And then second to that is like Bing or whatever. So <clears throat> which functions in, in much the same way. So uh, you basically want to please Google. If you're trying to rank for anything at all, you want to be like in the Google index. So you have to have an understanding of like the fact that Google is basically an index and a search engine at the same time. So it's like a, you know, like a directory. And if, you're, and if your uh, website isn't properly calibrated, then it basically won't put you in the directory. So that, that's some explanation right there. <laughs> Have you ever been de-indexed? I, I know you uh, talk about that. <laughs> yes, I have been de-indexed, and it was it was like a very bad uh, bad day and a bad month. Basically, it was terrible. Like it basically, when you're de-indexed, you're out of Google. So like it like at a certain if you do something wrong, if you do the wrong thing, you'll get what's called like a manual action penalty. Uh -huh. Have you ever had this? I've never had. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the worst nightmare of like a person with a website because it means you're not going to show up for anything. You've been penalized and you have to basically prove to them that you like shouldn't be like be uh in the box you know so um yeah it was, it's bad news um, it sounds like it sounds like getting deep basically getting deep platform from you know, yeah or youtube or you know yeah you're out and it's, it's actually really unfair because um the reason i got the index and this is sort of important for people to know is that um like you know we could talk about backlinks we can talk about like inbound links to your website where people are linking to you. So you do want to have inbound links to your website because Google is judging your, your trustworthiness based on your like social proof, your, the links that are coming to your website. So that's another thing that uh, search console does is tracks your inbound links. So it's a free way to track your inbound links. Like it'll give you like a list of all the domains that are linking to you in search console. Um, these are things that you can get with uh, other tools like 
like a SEM rush or, or Ahrefs, that kind of thing. So it's like, uh, those things are, you can pay to like, you know, track your, your backlinks, like, cause you, you, people make an effort to get these links pointed to them. So if you have a good, um, batch of backlinks, you'll get better credibility in Google and it will actually like rank you higher based on like, you know, what, who's ranking to you. But then there's a whole bunch of stuff where, if, um, the spammers are out there spamming your website with really bad backlinks. And then if you get like too many of them, which you won't even know that you have them, um, Google will then take the opportunity to like ban you at that point. So it's dangerous. It's a dangerous, uh, situation. Yeah. The other interesting is, um, uh, I know you're going to discuss that, but, uh, is being de-indexed worse than being canceled in a woke society? What is a woke society? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't know, like the, you know, political leanings of the, of the listeners, but, you know, I guess to answer your question, it's like, you know, uh, being indexed is like the worst thing that can happen because like, I think cancel cancelability or whatever, like you can possibly bounce back from that because being canceled is kind of like that concept is a little bit um, like, I don't care about that concept myself because I don't tie my like my personal like identity to my website. People don't generally cancel websites, they cancel people, right? So if I'm like, you know, behind a website and I'm like the admin of a website and uh, that is the equivalent of being canceled on the Google level, but they're not people are aren't even aware that you necessarily even run a website. So cuz you don't have to like necessarily put your name on it like if you do you know what like a who is check is? Uh, is that, I don't know what that is. Tell me what that is. You know, it's like the thing where people can like look at your website and see who's like, you know, who owns the website. It's like a typical check that you can have. If you have like, um, when you get a w- website, you can often get a plugin, which is called like who is guard and who is guard is like a thing that, you know, makes your identity anonymous on your own website. No, so if you don't right. have like some kind of like, uh, identity protection, it'll be like, who owns this website? And it's like, Oh, this guy, he lives right here. And this is his address. And like, it'll tell like the internet, it'll be like public information on the internet, unless you purposely hide it from uh, people. So yeah, like as far as the, the woke, like it's sort of irrelevant, I guess, like uh, the, the woke people are irrelevant when it comes to websites because they're just reading articles and they're kind of funneling in from Google uh, via search terms. So like, you know, it depends if the search term itself is woke or not. Like if you have a woke website uh-huh. or versus a, versus a, the opposite of a woke website, right? Right. So then it's, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if that makes any sense, I don't know. That's quite interesting. Um, so, you know, this has been really, a, you know, you're quite interesting and I like how you approach online marketing and you have a good understanding and how you approach it with art and music. Um, how can people contact you, follow you, yeah. uh, et cetera? Um, well, I have my, um, SEO website, which is dot ninja SEO. It's like a, you know, a consultancy for other, for businesses, mainly small businesses that are trying to figure out SEO. That's where I kind of like do my SEO stuff. And there's a blog there with all sorts of information on it. Um, and I also have, I'm also known as young coconut on, on Spotify. So I have like a, a thing for that, which is like, um, you know, that's where my musical outlet. And I also have my uh, davidcharlesfoxart.com, which is my art website. And then I have a bunch of other websites that I I probably won't mention, but they're like out there floating around, <laughs> getting traffic and stuff like that, that are just like my niche websites. But I don't really tie my identity to them. I just use them for like making money. So, And uh, it's been a fascinating conversation for all the listeners out there. 
uh, David's resources, his social media will be in the links and show notes. So David, um, thanks so much. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, you too. I'm glad I could be on. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.